Okay, today is different. We do uh, a business update. This will be our business report. We do two vision updates a year. The fall one, or the winter, the, it's right before winter break. Uh, we do the ministry vision update. Uh, the, the one that we do in May every year is our business report. It's the business vision update. And, and the reason we do it in May is because our fiscal year runs from April to March every year. We shifted it a quarter. We don't go January to December because um, that would put year end when we need to do mission focus. Okay, so uh, the handout is the report. It won't be posted online because it's nobody else's business. This is your business, okay? This is the business of the local church. Every year, I have to make a point when we give a vision update. Uh, first to the visitors. I'm sorry, today's a weird service. It's not gonna be like, just you gotta come back next week and we'll have a normal service together, all right? And then number two, in terms of the vision, what's the first point that we have to make every year? There's no change to the vision, okay? The vision does not change. The, the biblical vision and mission, it's very clear in scripture. Uh, how we approach that, sometimes the tactics can change, but the word of God sets the agenda. We may make tactical tweaks as opportunities come up or obstacles come up before us, but the, but the vision of the, the local church here is very clear. God's called us, his word calls us to win souls, make disciples, train and equip people to go and do the same. Uh, to be a church that, that, that reaches people for the Lord Jesus Christ, that trains them up to follow him, not according to how they think or feel. You know, my opinion, your opinion, our feelings about what's right or what we should do with our life, those are all subordinate to the word of God over our life. We want disciples indeed who are following according to the precepts of God's word. And then we wanna train them to win souls and make disciples. We wanna be a, a, a soul winning, church a training, church planning church. Uh, and then as a church family, we wanna function according to God's biblical design. And we've looked at those passages in Ephesians 4 and Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. But today we're gonna give a report of what God is doing in the area of our finances, our resources, and our reach. Um, this has been, you know, the, the 22, 23 fiscal year has been yet another year of growth. Uh, growth in all areas, I wanna touch on ministry since I need to give the LFBI report. LFBI continues to grow. Uh, we run the LFBI, the numbers I'm gonna give you today actually run from January to December. We run it on the normal calendar. But um, we've had uh, 469 individual students take classes over the last year. That's a 5.9% increase. They came from 68 different churches. That's a 13.3% increase. And the, 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 the spring semester, what we're just finishing up, saw many new students get involved. Year over year, last year it was almost 470 students uh, um, taking classes in the Bible school. 
that number should be trending to be about 500 this year. We'll see, you know, we're coaching some students to take classes at a slower pace. Um, if you're in a season where you can't focus on your studies, maybe you take a semester off. At the end of the day, the goal isn't to see how quickly you can get through LFBI, but to see how thoroughly you can get LFBI worked into your life and into the margins of your Bible and, and uh, working it out in ministry. That being said, I want to counsel our MBT students, don't play at it, okay? It is going to be work. It is, it's going to be hard work. And you want, to take those, you want to take the classes that you can because you don't want to take 20 years to get your degree. Amen? Um, you don't have to get it in two, four, even six, but, but, but you don't want to play. Um, the, the Bible school is well on its way toward the goal of, of being able to grant F1 student visas. Uh, the, pre, the, the, the requirement for that is articulation agreements with credited, accredited schools. We're not an accredited school. Uh, Harvard's not either. Not that I'm comparing LFBI to Harvard, but uh, we actually personally don't care about accreditation but you have to have it or agreements with accredited schools in order to grant student visas. Okay, the goal isn't to bring foreign students here to Kansas City to train them. That's already happening. They're coming to Christ on the college campus. We just wanna hang on to them for an extra year so we can get them in the discipleship shoot. Does that make sense? And so be praying about that. Uh, LFBI staff is growing. The support staff, the volunteer base is growing. Uh, Living Faith Bible Institute has a publishing arm, Living Faith Books. Brandon is leading that team, and they're doing an excellent job. Um, they're the, you know, how many books are on the slate to be published this year? Six? That's just incredible. Six, six new books is the goal for this next year. Uh, we're, Pastor Mata, with the support of Alex, they're, they're increasing our offerings in Spanish, so we've got more and more Spanish-speaking students signing up for the Bible school. We, uh, we did a, a, a full scholarship to Chris Allred at Oakland Heights Baptist Church uh, under the, the Mark Trotter Memorial Scholarship. So praise the Lord for all of that. Here are the financials for the school. Um, we do not charge a lot of money, okay? It actually costs a lot more money uh, to produce than what comes in through tuition. Okay, so just over $70,000 in tuition came. That's because we're charging $40 a credit hour. Hello, somebody. Uh, we may have to raise those rates, we'll see. <laughs> Pray for us, we're working through that. I wanna keep, I don't want money to be an obstacle to an, a, 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 ministry, a Bible and ministry education, okay? Um, and so if you know somebody that can't swing the 40 bucks a credit hour, we wanna help them, okay? We wanna get them the training. And so if we have to increase it to 50 or $60 a credit hour uh, to, to cover, we, we're having to, the school's getting too big for us to run it on Excel. We're gonna have to buy a student information system, things like that, and, and, and so be praying for the way forward on that. Now donations, we had almost 89,000 come in through donations which is what makes the school work. Now, here's the deal, you know, the donations, uh, that, that, you know, that was more than the tuition, that's a wonderful thing, but I just wanna give this, I just wanna give this um, small alarm. Uh, this last year, we had 58 donors, okay? 58 different people gave to support the Bible school. 
And that's compared to 96 givers to the Bible school last year. And so that is actually trending massively in the wrong direction. And so as you pray about growing in your giving, be praying about being a faithful supporter. You know, if, 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 if you just, you know, think about it this way, if you gave 80 bucks a year to the Bible school, that's gonna cover a two credit hour class for a Bible school student, does that make sense? Uh, so be praying about that, that uh, as you grow in your giving, do you wanna support the training of ministers? It's a strategic investment. I can give to a missionary and I can support the work somewhere else. I can give to LFBI and support the work that reaches the world. Okay, it's a strategic investment, so be praying about that. The postscript is growing. It's now averaging uh, roughly 2,155 podcast listens per week. So the reach of the Bible school is growing. Praise the Lord. We've got seed beds that we're trusting. We're just trusting to the Lord. Some will turn into local churches. Some are turning into local churches as we speak. Uh, We've got a group of growing disciples in Laramie. There's a group of growing disciples in Golden, Colorado. Uh, The the team that was sent to plant a church in Boston, they're getting traction now. That that church is growing. Um, Man, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. You know, disciples are multiplying now in Nairobi. It's an incredible open door. Man, I praise the Lord for all of that. Uh, we, wanna, we wanna go through the doors that the Holy Spirit opens. Uh, one thing that is super exciting and uh, super, super sad at the same time is Andrew and the team go to Saigon this summer. And uh, we've got a group of growing disciples in Ho Chi Minh City, and so they need, they're overdue for this support. Uh, Pastor Ong has done an excellent job managing the disciples there and supporting them, but, but to, to get him on the ground with his team, we've got roughly 10 people that are moving with them. They're all, all but one person on the team has found a job already uh, to support them in country. Man, praise the Lord, God is so good. It's awesome to think about a church that's a soul-winning, disciple-making, church-planning church on the Pacific Rim. (laughs) Amen. Uh, It's a wonderful thing. God's blessing a soul-winning, disciple-making, leadership training and sending church. That's what I want you to see this morning. Now with that, ministries multiplying here at home. Next week, or I'm sorry, next month, okay, we'll have a new fellowship starting. Uh, Uriah Gunther will be leading a new fellowship that will meet on the top floor. Uh, It's where the the dance studio is renting space, okay? It's on the top floor of the Meyer building. So we're trusting that this group is still young enough and strong enough that they won't mind all those stairs. Uh, Do we have a name yet for the fellowship? Absent a name for the fellowship, it's just Uriah's fellowship, okay? I mean, it's the Lord's fellowship, but we gotta know which one we're talking about. So it's Uriah, Uriah's fellowship, okay? So that starts the first Sunday in June. And so be praying for this new endeavor. We're, we're, we're trusting um, primarily to see a lot of the, the, the people who are maturing out of Kaya 
keep getting traction. There may be some other, some of you, you don't have a fellowship yet. You need to pray about joining Uriah's fellowship. Uh, with that, Pastor Wagi's fellowship moves from Saturday to Sunday. He'll be in the second service slot. And they'll meet, it's a small group, but uh, so they'll fit, they'll be downstairs in what we call the boiler room at, at 1045. And so be praying for that. Wagi, um, he is a pastor who came off the, the, the field in Egypt, uh, was out west for a little while, landed in Kansas City and joined with us. And so it's been a process of seeing him fitly join to this local church but I want you to recognize that we're recognizing Wagi as one of our local church pastors here at MBT. And so, praise the Lord, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful next step. So, so here's the schedule, okay, starting June 4th, uh, the nine o'clock slot will have Uriah's Fellowship in the top Meyer level, Life Fellowship will be on the main Meyer, the Main Street level Meyer building, and then in the basement, we'll have faith, and then whole heart, you've gotta move. Whole heart has to move twice over, not just from their normal time slot in the second service. They gotta to move to the early service, and then they gotta move down the street. And all God's people said, Amen. what about whole heart? What do they say? Amen. Well, Mitch is in, so <laughs> praise the Lord. Okay, so that's the first service slot. In the second, in the, in the B slot, we've got the Arabic Fellowship down in the boiler room. Uh, the Kaya Fellowship will stay where they are on the main level of the Meyer building. And then the Spanish class is downstairs on the lower level. But then Living Well has to move. They get to keep their time slot, but they got to go down the street uh, to the lower level Meyer. And so you'll be working out the details of that in your several fellowships. All right, let's talk finances. Last year, Last year, uh, we reported on a total income of $2.5 million. And then, in terms of the income, we broke down for you what the spending looked like. Uh, 2021, 2022 spending um, broke down in the following categories. Building was 23% of the budget ministry that we spend on ourselves, you know, like in reach, um, ministry that happens based out of 40th and Walnut, right? Ministry to ourselves, that was 8%. Now kingdom, that was almost 33%, 32.57% of our overall budget went to ministry outside of our four walls, our local church ministry here, and then 36%. Uh, of the budget went to administrative costs. That's everything from salaries to just supporting uh, the office and the work. Okay, so that was last year. Oh, with that, we saw about 450,000 in savings. One of the reasons for that was uh, we, were in, we were in a holding pattern on some of the remodeling in the mire. Okay, a lot of that changed this year. So let's talk about this year, 2.5 million uh, the year before, last year, this last fiscal year, uh, we're gonna report today on an income of 2.69 million. Uh, that is roughly an 8% increase in overall giving, overall ministry activity. And so here's how that number breaks down. 
See, some of you, you might be here, you might be new, and you're licking your chops, and you're thinking, how can I get a hold of some of that 2.69 million <laughs> personally? Well, we have a budget, and it's covering a lot of territory. There is a lot of ministry going on, not just here at 40th and Walnut, but all over the world. Um, it looks like a lot of money. We don't actually have a lot of money. It's being put to work. Money or you know, dollar bills are like little workers, and so you gotta send them out and you gotta put them to work. And, and so we wanted to be focused on the ministry. Now that demands uh, support here at home, and so let's bring this up. We actually greatly increased our building expense. Over 27% of the budget went to facility expenses, new construction. Uh, here in this building, in the house that we own just north of this property, and then the Meyer building. The Meyer building, oh my goodness. Uh, the Meyer building is a, is a complete uh, remodel. We just put a new roof on it this last year. Uh, Cha-ching, okay, so the, the same with the house. Uh, we had to keep the water from running into the house. So there's a lot of infrastructure uh, expenses there. Giving did not go down in inReach. You see that's almost 6%. Giving didn't get, go down just proportionately because there's so much expense in other areas, it looks like a smaller number. Um, inReach, as the church grows, that number keeps growing. Um, outreach, okay, still over 30%. Almost 35% of our budget went to kingdom-type spending missionaries, mission trips, um, other churches to, to support the work of God around the world. And again, I say this every year, and so help us God by his grace, we will get there at the point where we can quit hemorrhaging on establishing a base for our operation here at 40th and Walnut. If we ever get to that point where we are just maintaining what we have, uh, then we're gonna have a lot more resources for missions, okay? Everything from uh, supporting missionaries to training them up in our Bible school. Um, we're trusting the Lord that when we come to a place of, of full maturity as a local church, when our, our, our facilities, our base here is established, that, that fully 50% of our budget, our overall budget, will go to support missions. We won't spend it on ourselves here. We wanna spend it on the kingdom of Christ to see it grow around the world. Amen? Can we trust the Lord for that? And so that's why we do a lot of the things the way that we do it. Um, we have, you know, in terms of a church our size, we're pastor heavy. We're not administrative support heavy. The more administrative support that we can get in volunteer hours, then the further these dollars go. Does that make sense? And so, you know, there's a lot that we say no to in order to say yes uh, to something else. And so, man, God's heart is for the world. Uh, administration did go up again as we increased staff hours, uh, but because we spent so much primarily in the area of building, uh, the staff number looks like it goes down to almost 33% from 36%. Uh, so that's how the money was spent over this last year. Even with the investment in the mire, we were still able to save approximately $122,000 um, and that will obviously go into this current fiscal year. Uh, so again, the way these numbers work, we've got a heavy focus on kingdom, in, uh, kingdom or missions income and spending. 
building support, building, remodeling, and maintenance, that's a high number right now. We anticipate this year to be our last big year uh, of, of, of facilities expenses. Now, having said all of that, let's talk about how much money we owe. Okay, this property, this building, uh, we currently owe $120,000 on. That's down $25,000. Can we go ahead and bring up the next slide, Ted? So that's down $25,000 from last year. Um, the house, just north of us, we owe $70,000. That's down $6,000. As we looked at the budget for this year, um, the board really wrestled with, do we just pay off the house? We've got a really good interest payment. Okay, we've got a good, good, great interest rate on that, on, that, uh, on that house, and so we're waiting to see how this year unfolds, but, but that's a, that, that would be an easy one to just pay completely off. And then uh, we purchased the Meyer building um, at a premium, but praise the Lord, we have it. Every property in this area is going at a premium. Uh, I promise you the, the value of the, of the property has only gone up, but we still owe $938,000 on that, or $939,000 on the Meyer building. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, that's what it was before last year, 939,000. This year it's 905 or 906,000 dollars. That makes our total debt just over a million. One million, 63,401 dollars is what we owe. Um, so we've got a good debt to income ratio, but that's skewed by how much of our budget goes to missions. And so let's keep praying and trusting the Lord for that. More people are giving. Last year I reported that we had approximately 240 givers or giving families, uh, and that was up by roughly 20 people. This year we have, we had 600, or I'm sorry, 268 people regularly give, and 325 more gave over 300. They got started. What that tells me is we haven't all learned basic obedience yet in our giving. You know, well, we'll talk about it here in just a second. You want to you wanna know that top to bottom, you're participating with your local church. And so we'll talk about that in just a second. But praise the Lord, more and more people are learning to be obedient. They're learning to get uh, to walk in faith, even in the area of their finances. Now last year, um, I told you, I said, hey, 2.5 million with a budget this big, it's crazy that we don't have Will Mata and, and or Jeff Grasher and Will Mata on staff full time. And so this is why we need to all just trust God with our finances. If we all are just obedient in the area of our giving, we'll have more than enough to be able to cover that need. This year I'm happy to report to you that this summer Jeff Grasher comes on staff full time. Okay, so that's, that's probably not the best picture I could find for Jeff Grasher. Let's go ahead and bring up the next one. So this is Pastor Jeff and his wife Kylie and their family. Uh, they will, starting in June, they will, J Jeff will be on staff full-time. We're way overdue, we're way overdue having someone full-time in supporting our student ministry. 
The problem is, is Jeff won't actually be full-time supporting the student ministry. He'll be half-time. That's still more than he's had. Uh, but the other half of his time is going to be devoted to helping us with the Bible school, um, mainly in the area of uh, student support and, and local church support as they come online with the Bible school. Um, I can't, the board agonized over this. We're too close. Okay, so I'll just tell you my personal philosophy. Uh, we want to have a budget that has bandwidth, okay? And if we budget, I mean, every dollar is budgeted, but you have to budget, budget with some reserves in mind because, I mean, stuff happens, right? Recession hits, that kind of thing. And if we hire someone with, with no bandwidth, if we hire someone whose, whose family is dependent upon that income, in other words, if, we barely hi, if we're barely able to put a guy on staff and then we hit a hard time, and we have to start laying these people off, well, that's gonna be the worst day of my life, okay? Like that is, we've got people who are counting on this church in terms of their livelihood, so we wanna make sure that we don't barely hire them, we hire them with some bandwidth in case the evil day comes. Does that make sense? And so we, were, we, we agonized over Jeff, or uh, over Will, but I mean, Will's got a great job and praise the Lord. Um, can we trust the Lord this year to get that straight? Because we don't, the Spanish ministry's overdue for, for support. That is, a, that is a real critical need in our local church ministry. Uh, that, the, reaching Spanish speaking people in our, in our area is strategic. Okay, it's critical to, to the mission that we have to reach the world and so um, we, 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 we've got to get there. And so let's trust the Lord to grow in this area. I'm, I'm praying, I'm trusting that the next report will be that uh, we've got that support for Spanish ministry, both here at MBT and in the Bible school at LFBI. So what that means for each of us is we've got to buy in. We've got to personally determine that we're going to be part of what God's doing in this local church. You don't want to be weak in faith. You say, well, you know, man, money's a little tight right now and I just can't afford uh, to give to the church. I can't afford to be a part of that. Uh, we've covered all the passages. But just check out Malachi chapters two and three. Just look at God's perspective on it. You know, faith gives. Faith says, I'm trusting God in every area of my life, including my finances. And it's very clear from scripture that the first out of everything that God entrusts to me, I'm going to start just being basically obedient and I'm gonna give out of that, I'm gonna give back as God has blessed me, I'm gonna to give to the Lord. Um, a great place to start in trusting the Lord is with the tithe. The principle of the tithe predates the law. It's codified under the law, and you don't see it disappear in the church age. Uh, historically, people have used this as a starting point for faith. 10%, the first dime out of every dollar, I'm going to trust the Lord. Why? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is, right? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so you've got to trust the Lord in this area of finances, if, if all of your resources are just spent on yourself, guess where your heart is? It's solely focused on yourself, your own benefit, your own, your own finances. 
And you wanna be a part of something that God is doing. And so God's a genius, he, he wires it this way, that you as his steward, as his servant, have to entrust him with the first of everything that he entrusts to you. So start with faith. And then as you grow in faith, trust God to grow in your giving. Right, if you, if the, the old timers have it right, I can join them now and say, you cannot outgive God. I've never, I've never seen that in my own life. Every time I've, I've grown in faith, every time I've given more, God has supported that. Um, my quality of life has always gone up. Okay, every decision that we made financially for the kingdom of Christ came back a double blessing to me and my household. You can't, you can't outgive God. And so as you grow in faith, what you want to trust the Lord to do is to support the ministries of the local church. Uh, God's people in the Old Testament, they gave the tithe. That supported the work. It supported the temple. It supported the temple life, the temple ministry. That's basic obedience. But then people could give a free will offering. And so as you grow in your giving, as you're growing in faith and as you're growing in giving, you wanna, you wanna adopt a missionary. Uh, you wanna pick up LFBI for regular support. You wanna find some place where you can, of your own free will, be consistent in supporting some ministry. One of the things that immature people do is they see an opportunity to give and they'll not tithe, they'll give to that mission or that opportunity. So I, I, you know, I'm not gonna tithe, so I'll give to LFBI. Well, if you can't afford to tithe and give to LFBI, don't give to LFBI. Start with basic obedience. Just trust God with your finances, okay? But then as you grow, trust the Lord to participate at a higher level. A new missionary comes in that we put in front of God's people. Hey, here's a strategic investment that you can get behind. You don't wanna quit supporting another missionary in order to support the new one, because that guy's still gotta eat. Right, he's count. Let's, I mean, let's be mature, let's be consistent in how we manage our finances for God's kingdom. Is this making sense to everybody? Don't fail in faith and rob your current giving commitments in order to do something new and exciting. Don't, don't fail an existing missionary that you're supporting over some new opportunity. Okay, now with that, okay, I, we're, we're gonna recognize our growing ministers. You know, every three years, uh, we update our ministry licenses, and so we license new ministers. What I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna read those who have been licensed by this local church for gospel ministry, and they won't all come up on the stage. Some will be in the next service, right? But I'm gonna read the whole list, and so guys, if your name is on this list, what I need you to do is come up and I want you to line up on the stage right here, and uh, we will get you your current ministry license certificate, all right? So here are our licensees. These are the guys that have been certified to represent Midtown Baptist Temple, specifically in the area of marrying, burying, and baptizing, okay? They're gonna do your weddings, funerals, and baptisms. Okay, so Alvaro. Where's Alvaro? Uriah Gunther. Brian Bustos. Nathan Murray. Larry Smith. 
Mauricio Morales. Josh O'Hora. Nick Hatton. Eric Phillips. Miles Cheadle. Andrew Best. Gordon Kimball. Jason White. Blake Sidebottom. Del Thomas. Alex Allen. Nate Fife. Seth Harper. And Chris Miller. Okay, so everybody's getting their license. Okay, brothers and sisters. Oh, plus Seth. Okay. <laughs> These are the people that you want to consider for a wedding. All right? Amen, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> Start here. <laughs> okay, these are the people that have been certified by MBT to marry, to bury, and to baptize. All right? They are our MBT licensed ministers. Praise the Lord. Amen? Now, I want you guys to hang out here. And we're now going to ordain deacons, okay? We've got officers, this is an area of, of office in our local church. And every three years, we wanna install a rotation of deacons to serve. If you're not on this current rotation, it doesn't mean you're not a deacon. Uh, you're just not committed to an active round of service. And so I wanna read this list, and uh, maybe we could save the applause for the end. Okay, because we're running tight on time. Um, so here are the deacons that we'll be installing this, uh, uh, this morning. Caleb Cribb, Daniel Frey, David Serta. Uh, guys, I want you to come and just line up on the front here, right in front of the pulpit, and just spread out in front of the, of the church. Uh, Caleb Cribb, Daniel Frey, David Serta, Doug Fife, Edibon De La Torre, Farrell Umholtz, Gerardo Castaneda, Greg Graham, Isai De La Torre, Jamie DeYoung, Jeff Gray, Carl Kodrowski, Keith McHudson, Lon Amick, Mauricio Morales. You can just come on down, bro. Mauricio, yeah. Mauricio Morales is doing double duty here. Mike Kennecutt, Nathan Murray, Romeo Bagunu, Xander Uber, or Uber, keep messing that one up, Xander Uber, Chance Jillian, or Chance Julian, sorry, got, got it, right. I have, a, I have a, some Jillian trauma and it just snuck in there, so. Okay, these are the guys that we're installing. These are the men that are qualified for the office of deacon, and we're gonna install them. We're gonna ordain them to that office this morning. So I wanna ask all of the pastors, MBT pastors in this service to come forward, and we're gonna just lay hands on these men, and we're going to ordain them. We're gonna install them in the office of deacon. And then, brothers and sisters, can you join with me and uh, just pr praying and asking the Lord to bless these men and the work that he has before them. All right, brothers, let's pray. Father, we come to you today in Jesus' name, and Lord, we thank you for these men. We thank you for their testimony of salvation, 
their faithfulness as followers of you, their faithfulness as, as disciples of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for their growing leadership. Lord, uh, bless them. Bless them to employ this body, to recruit, to train, uh, to, to envision and empower members of this local church to be used of you to meet the needs of this local church. And so Lord, in the days ahead, would you bless them as they organize themselves, uh, as, they, as they decide in terms of teams, division of labor, that kind of thing. Lord, just give them wisdom, give them dis- discernment to use their office well. Lord, I pray that, that this will fall out to reward and blessing all to the glory of Jesus Christ at the judgment seat. Lord, would you keep these men from evil? Would you keep them at a place where they recognize you're worthy? You're worthy of obedience. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of worship. So Lord, we ask for your protection that they'd walk in wisdom, that they'd represent Christ well, that they'd be faithful to your word in the, in the face of evil men and evil days in the face of strange women. Lord, deliver them from temptation. Use them mightily for your glory. God, we thank you for them. Lord, we're so grateful for these men, these officers in this local church. Lord, help all of us to submit to them, uh, to follow them, to, to, to support them, uh, to come alongside them, and, and to function in the service that, that, that you require of every member of a local church. And so, Lord, thank you for our brothers. We praise you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what I want us to do. We've covered all of the logistics. Can we have just a short season of prayer? Can we get in groups and just thank God for what he's done? Um, To the deacons, okay? Deacons, just dial in for a second. Those that we're installing, those that that are not serving this term, okay? If you've been ordained as a deacon in this local church, we wanna meet on the 21st, right after service. We've got a lot to cover. There's a lot in terms of the direction and ministry of our local church that I need to to share with you and to get feedback and input from you. So for our deacons and also our pastors, okay? If you're able to make it, I need to meet with the officers of this local church. And so if you're going, you need to RSVP to Arnold by this Wednesday, because we're gonna feed you something good after church on the 21st, all right? Let's break in our groups, let's pray, let's thank God for what he's done, all that he's done over this last year. Let's have a season of prayer. Okay, I needed Rocky III to help me. I knew I had just a few minutes to make a point at the end. Grab your Bibles, turn to Revelation chapter 3 and 1 Peter chapter 5. Revelation chapter 3 and 1 Peter chapter 5. You know, Rocky 3 opens with the life of the boxer, the life that he was living after he, he, he beats Apollo, starts with him winning that, that rematch, and, and then it just shows his fame and success. It shows how he's living the good life. Uh, he started out poor. He started out with nothing. He started out hard scrabble. And then he just started enjoying how richly his life was increased through fame and success. And so he didn't take his mission seriously. Clubber Lang, I mean, was Mr. T awesome or what? 
I pity the fool. Okay, so he's like on point, on mission, and he wipes the floor with Rocky. Clubber wiped him out. Rocky's own rich and blessed lifestyle was in his way. He was focused on living the good life. Right, he, he wanted to go out in style. His focus was no longer on winning the prize that was set before him. And because he wasn't all in, he wasn't willing to do whatever it took to achieve the right outcome. He wasn't willing to put everything into what it took for him to win that fight. And brothers and sisters, can I tell you, that is a very real danger for us here at MBT. The church today wrestles with this same problem in Revelation chapter three. You've got seven letters to seven churches in, the, in, in chapters two and three, and, and it's weird how they line up, these letters line up with church history. And so, so if we think about it that way, the church at the end, before the, 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 the rapture of the church, pictured in John's uh, rapture in, in, in Revelation chapter four and the unfolding of the time of tribulation, uh, that, that, that period of church history that we're in today ends with this Laodicean church and mentality. And so here's the letter to the church of Laodicea, Revelation 3, verse 14. These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither, hot, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Why? Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You, you know, MBT, whenever we started as a local church, the, the, the statement that I heard over and over again is it's not gonna work. You can't reach people in the urban core with a King James Bible. You can't build a church with the biblical philosophy of discipleship that you've been trained in, Sam, it's just not gonna work. And so I'd hear that over and over again. MBT, when we started out, God had to build the house or we were all wasting our time. We were fervent, desperate, importune in prayer. Uh, MBT started out scrappy. I mean, started out in the old gym, surrounded by blood, literally blood, sweat, and tears. That's how we started. But you know what the, the $2. million sized danger is? Is for us to come to the place where we get civilized. It's the worst thing that can happen to any fighter, I mean church, right? We get civilized and we just get focused on living a comfortable, good life for ourselves. It was pioneers that started this church. Where are the people that are willing to put their life on the line to see ministry keep moving forward for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? Where are the people that are willing to put in time in the training, put in, I mean, it fully embrace the blood, the sweat, and the tears in order to be equipped and to be trained and to be participating in the work that wins glory for the Lord Jesus Christ at the judgment seat? The worst thing that can happen is for us to get rich and increase with goods and think we don't need anything. So Laodicea, you got civilized, but what's the solution? Look at 1 Peter chapter five. Verses five through nine says, we're to be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble, the, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time 
casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. That's the solution, right? Get back to the old gym. Stay at a place of, of humble, desperate dependence on the Lord. Psalms 127 verse one says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. The enemy is at work, according to 1 Peter chapter five. We're to be sober, vigilant. We have an adversary looking to destroy us. Don't you know the thing that would make Satan the most happy is for us to think we've arrived like some, now our church is, you know, we're, we're rich, we're increased with goods, we have, no, we have need of nothing, uh, we're doing ministry really well, things are, you know, the church is growing, the budget is growing, ministry is growing, missionaries are, are we're growing and missionaries supported and sent out. Look what we're doing. Man, we can do nothing apart from the Lord. We can do nothing but what God makes his word reality in the life of this local church. Without him, we can do nothing. With him, all things are possible. Rocky had an enemy. Clubber Lang was coming for him. He forgot that. Everything that God's done in this church, you know we're just one disaster away from all of it coming apart. We need to pray for the Lord to to do the work. We need to pray for his hand of continued uh, uh, protection. We wanna, wanna, in a, I mean, we want to enjoy a quiet and peaceable life so that we can do, I mean, I'm, one of my prayers is, Lord, keep us invisible, <laughs> right? Keep us under the radar so that we can just keep winning souls and making disciples and training and equipping people for the kingdom. Lord, would you protect the work that you have built in this place? And so brothers and sisters, if I can just wrap up the report this week this way, it's let's get, let's make sure that we're training in the old gym and that we're fully embracing the blood, the sweat, and the tears. There is more to be done. You know, a a group of people got full of faith and pioneered a new work. Well, brothers and sisters, that's just the tip of the iceberg of all that God wants to do. Where are the pioneers that are gonna say, you know what, I'll go to places like Saigon to see the kingdom of Christ multiplied for his glory around the world, to see souls saved and disciples made. Where are the people that will say, I will get, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna get in the gem of God's word, I'm gonna get in the gem of the structure of the local church, I'm gonna be a part of seeing this church rejoicing at the judgment seat. We wanna hear from our king, well done, good and faithful servant. Brothers and sisters, that's all that matters is that when we come face to face with Jesus, he says, well done. You did what I told you to do. So be a part of what we're building out here for Christ's kingdom, right? This falls out. Be a part of the things that fall out to the effect of fruits, uh, fruits and, and, and rejoicing at the judgment seat of Christ. You wanna know that, that the way you join this church, how you're being joined to it, how you're engaging with it, that, that, that your time with us, that your activity with us in some way is helping this church win souls and make disciples. First Thessalonians 2 verse 19 says that people are our point of rejoicing at the judgment seat of Christ. 
What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing or not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Brothers and sisters, let's plug in, let's work together to reach people for Christ, amen? amen. Let's not get distracted. Let's not just assume that the answer to every need is write a check for something. Let's not be so focused on how we can make our lives together in ministry comfortable, more comfortable, more convenient for ourselves. Let's endure hardness as good soldiers, amen? Amen. Can we just close with another season of prayer? Uh, we'll, We'll keep it short, but let's ask the Lord for his continued hand of blessing. Let's not Let's not take anything for granted. We're not gonna accomplish accomplish anything of significance by our ability, our might, our strength, our power. The Lord has to build the house, so let's ask him to do just that. All right, let's get in our groups, let's pray, and then we'll close.